Welcome back. If you were listening before, uh, I'm your host, Attorney Ethel Mitchell. Welcome to the second part of our program. I've got Attorney Michelle C. Thomas in the studio. Welcome, Michelle. Good morning. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me again. It's always a pleasure to have you. It really is. Go to my website, lawtalkwithethelmitchell.com. And you can see a picture of this pretty lady. She's pretty and she's smart. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Michelle is a very well-known trial lawyer, divorce strategist, family lawyer, very sophisticated here in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, She is a, she's been on the media uh, for years, Washington Time, Washington Examiner, Essence Magazine, The Michael Baisden Show, Fox 5 News, News 1, with Roland Martin, the Ardra Chapman Show, the Daily Drum, and and our own Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. Yes. If you go to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell right now, you'll see that I posted uh, about this program. We're going to be talking about B. Smith and Jeff Bezos, and and uh, this should be really good and juicy. And uh, you can also search her name in there. In fact, I think the the links are right there to the other programs that she's been on because she's been on with Audrey Chapman. You remember that was a good that one. That was a good one. That yeah. was a good one. We yeah. talked about, you know, social media and, and, and online what, dating and online how that, dating. Yes. Yeah. All that. The stuff. perils of online the dating. perils, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I asked Michelle to come on to talk about the, the, the apparent alleged let's make this clear alleged she is not i am not involved with the the lawsuits or i don't even know if there are lawsuits but with the situation with jeff bezos or with b smith we are only going by what is on the news what is reported and what we really are trying to do is to to enlighten you as to what the law might say if similar situations came in to the court so michelle yes let's talk a little bit about this all right suppose that let's start with b smith because that's somebody that's in our community dear i knew b smith Mm. i actually worked with her when i ran the the caucus um the conference for the congressional black caucus foundation oh wow and uh i had met her at her restaurant which was a fabulous restaurant i used to go and there yeah yeah, yeah a lot good. a lot i just happened to be sitting there one day like at three o'clock in the afternoon for a late lunch and she walked in it was slow and we started talking and she said you know i always wanted to get some of the events from the black caucus in the restaurant and I looked at her and I said, well, I can make that happen, you know? Right. And so we did, you know, we That's did. That's awesome, yeah. And she was just a lovely, personable, beautiful person. Yeah. So now, talk to me about what would the law might say about her apparent situation now where not only does she have Alzheimer, her husband, who I also knew, is now very openly saying showing and may even have i understand a tv program coming out did you say that's what i heard that he's there in talks with bravo to do a reality show about his life with his mistress and his wife i i i I think that should be boycotted i'll be honest with you i hear you you know i mean we need to let bravo know early yeah. That, that is just yeah. not ac- uh, acceptable, if that's how you feel. Yeah. If that's how you feel. Everybody has a right to whatever they want, but that's 
I well, think well, that's I can tell you how I feel. All and, right. and that, <laughs> talk to us. <laughs> no, I mean, it is, I, I think it is, it is ridiculous. And, you know, who does he and she think they are to think that going public with this type of situation is appropriate and preserves the dignity of his wife, someone yeah. that he's been married to for 27 years. When you take vows, it's for better, for worse, sickness, and in health. I didn't read any exceptions to that, uh, that yeah. if there's a certain amount of time. But I think, you know, certainly it's, it's reasonable to say, well, you're not in their shoes and what yeah. you don't know what yeah. you would do in that person's shoes. Yeah. I get that. I think at a minimum, he, he could have been discreet. Yeah, you know, that's, they, I they, think the Going public me. about this is just, it, it, that's is what, what bothers me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be that infidelity, that's yes. an old word, yeah. <laughs> adultery, another old yes. word, but they're real. And it's not only are they real, they're still illegal in certain jurisdictions. Ah, talk like, to us about, that's what I like want to know. What does the law say about it? Yes, like Virginia and Maryland, even though that's likely to change very soon in Maryland. But, you know, in Virginia, it's still a crime to commit adultery. Are you serious? Yeah. And, and it's a crime to commit adultery. It is a crime. Now, now I'll, that's with the caveat that, of course, most people aren't prosecuted because then you, the courts would be full. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the now, there's not enough staff true, to handle true, true. that level of Yeah, end. yeah prosecution but just but it but it's still a problem and there's still grounds for divorce and a lot of jurisdictions they have what's called fault-based grounds for divorce yeah i was gonna ask you about that maryland has fault-based grounds and virginia has fault-based grounds dc does not but some of those grounds can include the uh, uh, adultery and if actually if you commit adultery uh, in a jurisdiction like maryland or, or virginia there's no waiting period you don't have to wait or be separated really? for a period of six months or a year, you can file for that absolute divorce right away. Wow. Yeah. You're listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. My guest is attorney Michelle C. Thomas, a, a super lawyer in uh, divorce <laughs> and <laughs> yes. award-winning and so on. And and she's talking to us about what's, what the law might say about public displays of, of infidelity that we're seeing splashed all over the news with B. Smith and her husband and his lady friend and and Correct. Jeff Bezos and his yeah. other person. Uh, I, I I worry also about the children in Bezos' situation. I mean, right. I, I mean that's embarrassing to the wife. I would think it, to say nothing of the children. You're, yeah, you're, it, it, it's humiliating for a lot of reasons, and I. You know, I always advocate for people to truly put the children first. Even mm-hmm. if your relationship is breaking down, you're not able to work out your differences. You know, that that's fine. Take that's the fine. steps, but take steps maturely and in a manner that will preserve and protect the children. Because people have to remember that children are absorbing everything, everything absolutely everything that's everything. happening. And you, they are learning from you how to engage in a relationship when they get older. Yeah. And that's why these kind of scenarios breed more dysfunction, dysfunctional adult relationships because they've learned from their parents. Wow. Wow. Um, Go on. Mm-hmm. So, but also I was going to say with, with the adultery ground and for example, with the B Smith situation. So right now we have a, a scenario where she's, she's incapacitated. She, yes. She's not capable of making certain decisions herself, but in certain jurisdictions, like for example, Virginia, Committing adultery would be an app would be a bar to him receiving alimony um, in a case like that. And unless there's some sort of extreme like manifest injustice is what Mm -hmm. we call it. But, you know, he would need to tread lightly in some jurisdictions because B. Smith, let's be clear, she had her first restaurant before they got married. Yeah. Yeah. And she was the one on TV. She was the one with the 
you know, line of, of, of houseware and so on like that. Correct. So could that be undone if he has kind of jointly put all that stuff together in his name and so on, you think? Um, so, yes. So, so generally speaking, how property or assets are titled does not necessarily determine how they will be divided. Uh-huh. So the court consider in these equitable distribution jurisdictions, which would include Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and in the majority of the country. There are still some that are community property states, but the majority of states are equitable distribution, which means the courts weigh several factors to determine what is an equitable division of property, which doesn't always mean equal. Right, 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 right. Wow, this is ex- this is really interesting. I knew it would be interesting, <laughs> but I didn't know, you know, he might be losing a whole bunch of money if something happens. It, it, it could be, you know, in a situation where if, if someone in, for example, B. Smith's situation had a garden appointed, on her behalf to take legal actions to either separate from him or something like that, he could be in trouble. You know, we don't know. We don't know uh-huh. what their scenario is and wow. what you know monies he's he's earned on his own, if any. But it's a long term marriage. It's twenty about it is twenty seven years. Marriage. That it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I want you to to stay tuned because we're going to continue this conversation. I think that it's it's important for my audience to understand how the law looks at adultery at infidelity at public displays of these things and and i don't want my audience to get the notion that this may be okay legally and to perhaps understand there are some consequences monetary consequences that might come up and occur in a situation like that we were talking during the break about infidelity and um I had done some research and I was showing her some statistics that we that I found. There's a website called Trustify. And uh, between the ages of, I think it was 34, 25 and 54, um, 60, 55% of male respondents admitted that they had cheated on their spouses. 50% of female ex, uh, respondents admitted to treating 32% of the men met their the person they cheated with online. Twenty two percent met their person on in a social setting. Um, it's really fascinating to look at it, and and even more interesting was how they got caught. Yeah. So Michelle, what was? That? <laughs> yeah, I've got war stories, horror stories yeah, about you yeah, some too. many yeah. clients and. <laughs> And let me just say this. I, I've said on your program many times before that money always leaves a paper trail. Yeah. So so does infidelity and so, so does cheating because really? people think, I, I actually don't know what people think, but let me just say this. Text messages, which is now one of the most common ways that we all communicate, they can be tracked. Now with, with our cell phones, our smartphones, people can put devices on phones that can record your conversations without you knowing it. Wow. If you have a, a scenario where there's a family plan, for example, and your your spouse or partner has access to your your account, believe that your text messages, both the content and possibly your cell phone, your telephone conversations can be recorded and alt and, and used um, during the the dis- divorce process. Really? So and, you're saying that if you have a family plan or you have a telephone text messages, yeah pictures but stuff. E- and even if you don't i mean i've seen situations where you know a party might put 
some sort of tracking device on someone's work phone or, you know, work cell phone. So you really, in this day and age we're living in, where we're constantly on camera, so to speak, you really have to be careful. And then there's this whole social media concept between Facebook and Instagram. Um, That is one of the leading ways that people can track your every move. Because as you know, Whenever you post something, it can show your location. It can show that's true. You know, that's true. You can see right people are commenting and liking photos, and then you might actually post photos of you out at a party or something when your spouse thought you were at work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think the last time you were here, you talked about people on showing photos on Facebook, being in a nightclub, and so on, and claiming (laughs) that you are at home taking care of the children. You know, and and that's one of the biggest signs when someone starts having to, to quote unquote work late yet nothing's changed with, at work with their job uh-huh. that might be an, an indicator that you know there may be other things going on or other other interests other activities wow you know but i always say it, it, it you really shouldn't post if you don't want it to be seen but at a minimum change your privacy settings it you know it, it at least make sure that you don't have friends of friends, mutual friends of yours that are still on your page. Yeah. Because some people may think, well, I've deleted my spouse or I deleted all of her family. But what if you have friends that are friends with the other side? Yeah. And, yeah. and they're the ones feeding the images, feeding the photos to your spouse and you don't even know it. Well, you so know, you could have spies on your page yeah. and, and not know and about it. And you could have people who, who just do things. Like I was read, I, I went online today, this morning before coming in, and the photos that are allegedly of Jeff Bezos was sent oh. to his girlfriend. Yeah. The girlfriend then sent it to one of her friends. Yep. And that friend sent it to the National Enquirer. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, number one, it was stupidio. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. to say. I mean, when you're the most, the wealthiest man in the world, I mean, you need to be a bit more careful. I'm a bit I mean, more let's careful. just, and I I'll think leave Trevor it at that. Noah <laughs> said it best, but I ain't going to repeat it. So yeah. if you know what he said, you can look it up and know yeah. what he said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought that was great. But anyway, you're listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. We're talking about what does the law provide and what might the law say yeah. about situations like this? where there are public displays of infidelity in traditional marriages. That's the other piece, too. Um, uh, Give us a call while we're on the radio at 1-800-450-7876. And Michelle, why don't you give my audience your telephone number if they do want to consult with you sure. about family matters, divorces, and so on. Sure. We can be reached at 202-536-4841 or online at thomaslawdc.com for D.C., Maryland, and Virginia residents. Okay. thomaslawdc.com. Yes. Okay. Okay. So talk to me about what the law and how the law would, would um, look at infidelity when it comes to uh, uh, distribution of property? How does it affect your money? How does it, uh, uh, um, how do, how does yeah. how does the the disposition, how does the court look at assets when, yeah. when you've proven that your spouse or the guilty spouse has, has um, or that one spouse is guilty of actions that are deemed enough for a yeah. divorce? Well, Ethel, I'm really glad you raised that point because I wanted to get into this with your audience about the concept of dissipation of assets. 
So what that means is that's essentially what it's also referred to as marital waste. So you don't get to spend marital money on your girlfriend, have your girlfriend in your house. Or your guy friend. Or your guy friend. It 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 certainly goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But you don't get to spend money or allow them to to eat your food at your house, come into your home, stay there overnight, use your your electricity, water. I mean, you do not get to use the money that you and your spouse worked for over however many years on your these other extracurricular activities. And I, I say that thinking about what I've read uh, regarding B. Smith and her husband uh-huh. and how he's brought his mistress in and she's sort of there, you know, staying there for several nights. And I don't know if she's living there permanently, but I've heard that she's there a significant amount of time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And in that they go out to dinner together and they do various activities. That is the definition of dissipation of marital, really? of marital assets. You don't get to use that money that was, uh, that was earned during the marriage for these other uh, pursuits really? whether you're staying at a hotel with someone going on trips so give us an example of how a court might rule right if you've you've proven that this is what the offending spouse did let's sure. say you're in court you're in a divorce you can prove as it apparently it's he's all out there with it that yeah. he has spent money on hotels and Right. So on like that with another lady while he's married to his wife. Right. Well, well, in that case, it would be very easy to prove because he's so public. But I've seen I've had cases and seen scenarios where um, we've been able to track where the spouse was, for example, Las Vegas or Atlantic City or things like that oh, okay. based upon credit card statements, charges, bank statements that typically so you look at all of that line by line. Wow. And then you can track. <laughs> oh, sir. Okay. And then you, if you take the person's deposition, you can say, well, sir, we, we know you were in, you know, Las, Las Vegas, Vegas in this state and, you know, and your wife was here or your husband was here. Yeah. So what's really going on? Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. And so you, you can figure out where they were. And then sometimes the bills will certainly be more than what you would expect at a restaurant for one person. So it's yeah. indicative or Im- implies that there's at least two people yeah. there. And you begin to ask further questions. So what happens is you can... You can look at the the financial records and then actually begin to account, add up how much money was spent on these extra, I'll call them extracurricular activities for your audience, for on these other activities. Uh-huh. And then the court can say, you know, sir or ma'am, you've spent, you know, $20,000 whining and dining this other person. You have to pay ten thousand of that back to your spouse. Oh, really? Yeah, they will That's make how the they person. Deal with it. Yeah, they will. They will issue what's called a monetary award for that conduct, and essentially half of the money, fine, you can keep, do whatever, but you got to pay that money back. So wow. don't think, don't think you've gotten away just because you're having fun in the moment. That is interesting. I never knew that. Wow. Yeah. You're listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. Yeah. This is a benefit of listening to this program. <laughs> you learn all kind of stuff all yeah. the time. This is real. Wow. Yeah. So you've actually had that in, in cases where you've oh, proven and gotten yes. money. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. All right. <laughs> I, I wonder, uh, Michelle, how does, how does the law look at uh, infidelity? Mm-hmm. in the context of the emotional harm it does to the other spouse as well as the children, mm-hmm. if any. I mean, does is that a consideration 
uh, in a divorce. Yeah. Well, let's let's be clear. Divorce is devastating for almost all individuals involved. Yeah. Whether that's the spouse or the children, because children often internalize what the parents oh, are yeah. doing. They think it's their fault, and then they think that the that their mother or father is leaving them. Yes. As opposed to leaving their spouse. Right. I remember being told. The ch to a child, you used to love my mother, father, right, and you're divorcing them. So can you? Will you divorce me? Correct. Right. And I remember I used to tell my clients, always tell your children you will never divorce them. Yeah. So yeah. that they can be assured that their your love for them will not go on the rocks like right. your love for your spouse may have. Correct. Or their father may or mother may have. Yeah. You know? And that and that's exactly how children perceive it. They think it's something that they've done and that it's it's something that, you know, that their it's fault. all their fault. Right. Yeah. That it's all their fault. Um and so how the, the court looks at it, first of all, I, I highly and I'm I'm an advocate of bringing in the proper resources and professionals so if you're if there's a contentious divorce you may want to get some therapy for the children mm -hmm. you may want to ensure that they're able to speak to someone whether it's at their school or a private counselor that where they can voice their opinions and, and make sure that they're affirmed mm -hmm. so you want to get that proper support in place now from the court's perspective it, it certainly varies by jurisdiction there are some jurisdictions like say virginia where they they do frown upon there being a, a third party involved, a paramour involved, and and introduced to the children you know, from a moral oh, yeah. from a moral standpoint. That. Yeah, yeah, from a moral standpoint. Yeah, and for other jurisdictions, they there may not be as much of an impact if the the kids aren't directly involved. But if you start, if you have a revolving door at your home, and you start bringing in men or women, you know, and bringing into them the around home? into the home oh, while oh. you're still married to oh, somebody Ethel. else. Oh, Ethel. Oh my God! Oh Ethel! Oh, it happens. It happens. Oh, oh yes. Lord, him. I'm um, glad I got out of that line of work. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that a lot from yeah. my colleagues. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so if you're doing taking actions like that, that is highly likely to adversely affect your you know chances for custody or your chances for having you know joint or shared time with the child because those are are decisions that will directly adversely impact the child. Also. I've, I've had cases where parents will leave their kids either home alone for a weekend or with weekend. relatives or friends to go out and, and frolic with their, you know, their the new boy. Yeah. New boyfriend new or girlfriend. Yeah. And if you are spending sacrificing time that you could and should be spending with your children in order to engage in these activities with, you know, commission Other of adultery. People that's going to most likely have an adverse effect on your case. Now, I've seen similar cases where the this was a mother, and the mother was very firm about the fact that she only cheated while the kids were in school oh <laughs> during <God>. the day. <laughs> so that, I mean, that, no, that was her wow. position that she never, whenever, the, when the kids got home from school, oh my God. She, was, she was there to pick them up, meet them at the bus stop. So, and quite frankly, I think it had less of an impact on the case than if she was, let's say, coming home late from work, you know, yeah, missing time yeah. doing homework with the children, getting yeah, them, you know, yeah. ready for bed and that wow. sort of thing. So I, I guess some people are kind of strategic about it, about how they go about yeah. cheating. But I, I certainly don't recommend it on any level because, any it, level. you know, finish yeah. your handle your business with your family and then move on. Yeah. Let's open the phone lines if you have questions or comments about our conversation today about uh B. Smith's situation or Jeff Bezos' situation, 
please do call in. Now's a good time. 1-800-450-7876. That's 1-800-450-7876. Talk to us also about what happens if the one or or both of the uh, uh, spouses in a situation where there is a paramour, so to speak, um, own a business. Mm. Let's say they have they have a business that maybe let's let's make it simple. That let's say the business is run by and maybe even owned by only one, mm-hmm. and that one is the one that's having the affair. And what does the court have to say about that mm-hmm. in terms of? This, you know, uh, a distribution of assets, and if you have to go to court or you go into court for divorce, is that a, uh, is that business that's owned and run solely by the the, mm-hmm. the cheating spouse, so to mm-hmm. speak, is that off limits to the other spouse? Mm-hmm. So we we work with um, business owners all of the time, and so so there's two types of ownerships there's a legal owners which is who's on the on the actual you know articles of incorporation or articles of organization and then there's equitable ownership which means that your spouse can have an equitable ownership interest in your company even if your spouse is not technically the legal owner of, of it and even if they didn't they didn't work in the business they didn't you know i mean they they yeah. were in the marriage but they've never really participated in the business yeah they could still have an ownership interest yeah so what happens is the owner the the spouse's ownership interest so let's say it's a partnership and the spouse owns 51 percent of the company mm-hmm. that 51 percent if it was assuming the company of course was formed and and, and birthed during the marriage that 51 percent is a marital asset Ah, that fifty-one percent ownership in, interest in states that don't have community property it's still it still so, could be considered a marital asset mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm speaking to the equitable distribution jurisdictions because mm-hmm. that's what, where the majority of the states are, and that's certainly in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. They're all ED, what we call ED states. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I would think that, but you would have to certainly verify that with a, a lawyer in a community in property state. In a community state. property yeah. state. But I think community property is yeah. even stronger. Right, where you get 50 right, 50, yeah, you get 50, 50, period. period. It right. doesn't that's, matter. Yeah. That's my yeah. understanding. That's my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the 51 percent is what's subject to div- to distribution. Now, of course, you know, one party, and this happens all the time, will say I'm the one who did everything. But here's what what frequently happens when a business is formed during the marriage. The other spouse is often in the background doing the legwork, mm-hmm. getting the infrastructure mm-hmm. set up, doing that. They're the bookkeeper. They're the secretary. They're mm-hmm. the you know, mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff. Then, you know, fast forward five, 10 years from now, mm-hmm. it's now a multi-million dollar company. The spouse is no longer intricately involved, but those contributions were impactful to the, and, and then facilitated the growth and success of the company. Mm-hmm. So that's one. And then secondly, if the fam, the parties have small children, then even if one spouse stayed home to care for the children, that enabled the other spouse to go out and build uh, a company. Yes. And so there has to be some value assigned to all of those types of endeavors, and which is why the courts will say, well, no, even if you didn't technically do the work or technically weren't the person, the other person can still be entitled. Now it gets trickier when you, when you get into goodwill, professional mm, goodwill and personal yes. goodwill. And that's sort of a complicated topic. I mentioned that because we started this uh, broadcast talking about B. Smith. 
Right. And in her situation, she is she was the brand. She's the brand. No you know, question it is about her. that. And so you'd Nobody have Nobody would know him, period, right. without so, B. Smith. Yeah. Exactly. And so you, a, a good lawyer would, would say, well, wait a minute now. Even though a bulk of their um, business was built during the marriage, we need to attribute, we need to figure out what percentage of the value is attributable to her, to her. personal goodwill. Right. right. And that would, can be sort of um, extracted as her separate property. Right. So it, get, it gets... Tricky it and complicated. Tricky. It yeah, sounds yeah. like it does. Um, yeah, it, it really does. Yeah. Wow. But the, the short end of the, the, the long story short, even if a company is, is titled in just one person's name, that doesn't make it his or hers. Right, right. Yeah, That's it's good still to subject know. to division. You all listen up because I, this is important information for everyone, really. How would the court look at a situation where a business was created during the marriage, and uh, even if it's a long marriage, uh, it grows significantly, but one party, and let's make them the guilty party, just for the sake of the discussion, <laughs> shall we right. say, uh, is, is the one out front primarily responsible for the growth, mm -hmm. at least outwardly, Right, uh, but the courts still attribute to the other spouse yeah. uh, uh, an equitable share of the ownership of that business is that correct yeah. um the value of the business so uh -huh. in other words so the, the court yeah, i want to clarify that okay. the court cannot change the ownership they can't say well even though you know mom or wife is 51 percent owner now she's going to be a 25 percent owner they okay. can't do that how does the law treat examples of infidelity or adultery mm -hmm. um so michelle how would you characterize that and then don't forget to give out your contact information again too please sure sure well it's generally frowned upon i mean it's not something that you should take lightly uh certainly from a moral standpoint from a religious standpoint and legally as well depending upon like i said the jurisdiction there can be some pretty severe repercussions such as you could be barred from receiving alimony due to your infidelity Mm -hmm. If you are the spouse who is in need and was not the breadwinner, you should think long and hard before you decide mm -hmm. to engage in that conduct. Mm -hmm. Your time with your children could be reduced if the court finds that you were out frolicking uh, at times when you should have been home or could have been attending your children's events or helping them with homework or the like. If you've exercised poor decision making, such as introducing children to the your boyfriend or, or girlfriend, your um, prior to it, one, becoming serious, prior to the divorce being finalized, or prior to even allowing the other parent to meet this significant other. Because a lot of, in a lot of cases, people like to know who you're going to introduce to the children in advance. Yeah, um, You could also be harmed um, from a distribution of property standpoint. Because in equitable distribution jurisdictions, even though the courts often divide property down the middle, they don't have to. They can mm -hmm. weigh all the factors, including the negative things that you've done to get you to this point, the grounds for the divorce. So if you're filing on the ground of adultery, that can be factored in and the court could decide, you know, it's not quite equitable. It's not fair. It's mm -hmm. simply not fair to give you half of the assets when this is the, the bad behavior in which you've engaged in. Even when you produce the assets, uh, even, in even other, if, if you're you the produce. business owner and you produce this business or mostly the bit, you're the major right. breadwinner and so on like that, right? you could lose more than half you, of you, what you have uh, sure. acquired because of your infidelity. It is possible. And the, the, bigger, the biggest issue, I think, with infidelity is 
is the marital waste, the dissipation of assets. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we can track how much money you've been spending at hotels, whining and dining on vacations. Mm -hmm. There are ways to track that people think they can get away with it. Money leaves a paper trail. I can how many times have I said this to your audiences? Money leaves a paper trail. <laughs> it does. You've always so you unless always say that. Yeah, yeah. Unless you want to end up repaying back to the marital estate on top all of the, the money. Right. <laughs> you know, you uh -huh. need to be you need to tread lightly and really think long and hard. So what about so what about people that have like multiple friends? multiple girlfriends or uh, guy friends and they're going on trips all over the place oh it's, it's just downhill and and i've seen that eh? because a lot of sometimes you have a scenario where it something just happened and someone made a mistake but you might have serial you know cheaters in a relationship yeah, yeah. And, and that happens and if that's the case you're not only can you be deposed meaning you know being asked a series of questions in under front of oath. under oath right your your girlfriend or boyfriend can be deposed you which can is really, you can you oh can, ethel Oh yeah, I never thought yes, of that. We, yes, we have done that. We you, have brought in you the have paramour. Subpoenaed the paramour. Oh, that should be juicy as necessary. Yes. Uh -huh. So, and because then that person can also verify because this people lie, and the spouse may say, "What are you talking about? I, I never went to that hotel." Then you bring in someone else that has testified and said, "Well, yeah, we were there. <laughs> we were there just last month." Oh my so god! It oh gets my it, so it, it really, really gets hot. it's complicated. What you have to ask yourself is: Is it worth it? Yeah. Is it really? worth it the damage to your spouse to your children to your hard-earned assets and businesses is it yeah. worth it is it worth it yeah and if in most cases when you go into the final trial that's a public trial if you haven't been able to settle oh it's public yeah 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 and, yeah. and divorce proceedings are public are public yeah, yeah. you have to file a motion and get but it's very hard to get them sealed and when you're a public figure um, the Even courts often so. right, believe that the, the public has an interest, like so a Jeff Bezos, the public has an interest in knowing what's happening because he's, of course, the richest man and, you know, it owns oh Amazon and Washington Lord Post. Have mercy. Things have changed. Yeah. So when I was in the Virgin Islands, when I first went, the governor got a divorce Ugh. and the judge sealed the court. Nobody, yeah. they, they couldn't come in. Yeah. They I mean, couldn't come in. I, I, I was there because I was his <laughs> law clerk and it was juicy. I was like, oh, okay. This is interesting, you know? That's funny. But uh, wow, wow. So yeah. give us your contact information, please, Michelle. Sure. So you can find me online at www.thomaslawdc.com, 202-536-4841, on Twitter at Divorce Law Firm, or at Michelle C. Thomas. Okay. Thank you so much. You Thank always you. come with oh, some good stuff. I try. always come. <laughs> But thank you for having oh me. It's God. much appreciated. Yes. This is really um, current. Um, I want to revisit one more time. How do people get caught? Oh. Yeah. How do people get caught? What, what, what is the, what, yeah. what, how do people find out? How does, you know. Uh, text messages, leaving a computer open if you're, if you're still at sharing a home. <laughs> Well, you know, nowadays, most passwords are automatically saved in your computer for your email true, or in true, different accounts. True. And so if you happen to leave your, your email open or something and you have a suspicious spouse, then you should expect to possibly be found out. Wow. Um, social media, photos, yeah. everything leaves an imprint, your yeah. footprint. And so you have to be really careful about your activities if this is what you decide to do or proceed media. at your own risk. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. proceed at your own risk. Yeah. Wow. And I think wow. electronic evidence now is making up like 50% of the evidence that's yeah, used to prove. Yeah, there's a chart I found online that says yeah. electronic evidence is, is 50%. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I see that. We thumb through reams of text messages and emails that all relate so to this type of thing. You can get a download of all the text messages and stuff. Yeah. So because now there's so many apps and programs or you can have text messages extracted into various formats. And like I said, you now you can place apps on phones that will record all of your conversations wow so be careful be careful actually no let me no don't be careful don't do it don't do it (laughs) don't cheat that's the best that's the best advice i think that's the best advice wow wow this has been a great program and and for all of you out there listening Got a few, you know, I see a whole bunch of grinning faces and <laughs> clenched teeth over right. on the other side of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. It's right tough. Now. But mm-hmm. uh, that's very real. So, yeah. This is very real. It's real life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, as I promised you last week and earlier today, this has been a great program. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise with my audience. Oh, well, thank you, Ethel. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. It's, I always enjoy coming. This is this has been fun. And yeah. I'm going to do my best to put the audio up Good. of this program. <laughs> I'm going to do my best to get it up this week. Because that would be awesome. it takes time. Yeah. But, but I'm going to try and get this one up. So if you've been listening to Law Talk today or at any time, but especially today, you have friends that want to hear what we're, we've said today, go to lawtalkwithethelmitchell.com. And by the end of this week, I promise to try and have the, the audio up. So you can have your friends go online, click on the audio, and listen to the entire program. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and you. you can go on lawtalkwithethelmitchell.com. Put in Michelle's name or even actually on today's program on the website, there are links to the other programs. So back in February of 2014. That was our first one. Your first first show. My my first first time here. Right, right, right. And we have talked about prenups. I'll never forget you came on and you said, you get insurance for everything else. (laughs) Why shouldn't you get insurance for the most important contract you enter? This is true. Yeah. So go there. If you have a daughter or a son who is single and considering marriage, please check out the the programs. On prenups, yeah. On prenups. Those were great programs. All of you are on social media sites, you know, uh, Facebook and so on. Listen to this program. Go to the program that we did. I forgot what year that was with Audrey Chapman. It may have been 2015. 15? It seems like it was soon after. Yeah, yeah, it might have been. 15 or 16. There's a whole program about internet dating and and the impact of that on relationships. So check out lawtalkwithethelmitchell.com. Be sure to tune in next week where we'll have another really good program for you. Uh, uh, I'll be sending out the survey, by the way, for parents of minor minor children. I'm going to do an e-book on that issue, on, on... estate planning to protect how can the benefits of having estate planning to protect minor children so if you want me to send the survey to you please either call the office at 240-638-2827 give angelina your your email address and i'll be glad to send you the link 
uh, or uh, go online and email me at emitchell at willsandtrust.net and we'll put you on the, um, the, the, the list to get the link for the survey and I would appreciate it. Uh, in the meantime, stay safe and we'll be back next week.